And so from Rumi, Hidden Music, One day your heart will take you to your lover. One day your soul will carry you to the beloved. Don't get lost in your pain. Know that one day your pain will become your cure. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I actually found a page I haven't read before. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's not a new. It's always interesting or fun or whatever, sometimes a little process to get started in the sharing. It's kind of like priming the pump a little bit. Sometimes I just need to get talking and then that kind of gets rolling in that way. And there's several things, as always, <laughs> that come present to really share about. And one of the things I'd like to start off with is that, you know, this is an interesting journey um, for myself and Jim, too, as ones who present really this path to sun and light, is that, in a sense, called the Word made flesh, or that living Word, a teacher who holds that mantle of initiation to give those keys to the kingdom that that truly is an action of spirit or an expression of God's loving, assisting the soul on its journey. But also in that, there is also the one holding that, their own personal experience, their own personal journey, in and amongst more of that impersonal journey. Because in truth, you could say God is impersonal, that there's not the personality, there's not the ego expression, there's not the individuality. It's really impersonal in the sense that it's all one. There's no favoritism. There's no one better than the other. It's all equal. It's all the same. It's all just loving. And so we the souls are just coming into that, knowing for ourselves, coming into that experience of that oneness that God is and who we are in that which we call God. And it really is a personal journey of experience on one level. But on another level, it's not personal at all. And that's kind of the dichotomy as we even talk about or share about this pathway. Because in this level, of course, there is the individuality. There is the appearances of separation here. And so we attempt to relate to that experience of individuality and at the same time attempt to really describe or give idea or understanding of really this greater journey of oneness and all that that is. I mean, we've talked about everything from the heart of God, beyond God, creation itself, the soul itself, the realms of duality of time and space, the soul's journey through that, the purpose of it all. I think over the years we've probably covered about everything. And then there's just the details of each of our own journeys in this spiritual unfoldment. And the same is true for myself and Jim. There is that personal journey as well as this one of sharing of that impersonal. And one of the things to understand, or I should say for myself, as I woke up more and more to that greater truth of oneness, that in that I had my own ideas or fantasies of what 
I thought that was going to look like, what that would sound like, what the experience would be. And those fantasies served me in wonderful ways because they helped to inspire and motivate me to continue doing the inner work and to do the meditation so I could move into the actual experience. But it's really funny because also in that, in many, many years of this journey, that I had my fantasies of even what the spiritual teacher was supposed to be like and how perfect they're supposed to be and they've transcended the personal experience and they're one with God and they don't know themselves anything other than that. And then as I woke up to, should I say, the reality of it all, of that oneness and the individualized expression, well, guess what? I get to experience all of it too. And I realize I'm just as human as everybody else. There's a part that never changes as long as we're here in the body in that way. There is that experience of the individual. But there's also that greater experience of the divine, the divine one, and the knowing of that. And all that I or Jim attempt to do here is to share that essence. Because we know right here, as we each speak, it's an individual expression. So you're seeing the individuality, the personality. But in that is a vehicle that that essence of the oneness can be shared, that we can pick up on that frequency as one who is awake to that oneness, does share of that. And it is the catching or the experience or the stirring of that frequency, of that essence of oneness, that all we're attempting to do here so that you can begin to grasp it and take hold of it to begin to wake up your own experience of that oneness. Because that's all we can do here. Our words can help describe it or explain it, but we've got to also transcend the words and go for the essence of what we're sharing here in the words and to give the freedom to ourselves and others around us. It's been funny because over the years of doing this, I find as some people I may have closer personal experience with, I find that sometimes they've gone through what I've gone through too, thinking that one who is awake or is teaching this pathway is supposed to be perfect in their expression, that they don't have any personality uh, flaws or experiences. And those of you that know me more closely know that's not true. <laughs> and that's all something we each get to deal with or confront along the way. But if anything, Jim and I always share in hopes, because like even me sharing about this right now, that in the individualized expression, that if we can even see in one that we do believe, and I say believe, because you don't know if Jim and I are truly awake to God. You hear us say we are until you have your own inner experience and then you know. Until then, it's, you take us on faith or belief and trust in that way. So there is an unfolding of our own understanding through our experience in that. But on that journey of understanding... Here it is. It's fun. 
when my mind all of a sudden steps in and then I'm going, okay, that's not the track I want to go down. <laughs> it's so fun doing this. See, here I get to talk about it and I get to share about it right in the moment because that's often what this is. So when I live it in the moment, we share the experience as it even unfolds. And I've learned that over the years that I cannot share anything that I am not experiencing or have experienced myself. And that's what this boils down to, is that personal experience. And if I don't have the personal experience, I cannot in truth share if it is not my experience. And so here I am holding to that inside of myself because it's so easy to choose into the mind, to choose into the body, to choose into whatever expression and what it takes to keep refocusing on spirit and holding that focus as long as possible and keep coming back to that when we discover that maybe we've all of a sudden slipped off into the mind or the emotions or the body. And so that's a constant day-to-day process. And it's no different right here, right now, as I'm talking. It's that constant process of really learning what that is, where that is, how to live it, how to share it, how not to share it, how not to live it. Isn't that life? But a big key I've learned and why we talk about LAF and acceptance. Acceptance has really been a big key in my life because I found when I do get distracted or go off of that flow of spirit, I may go into judgment of myself. And in that, the emotions kick up and I start to get upset. And I feel myself shutting down or in separation. Not only with myself, but that divine flow of spirit as I know it, and also with you. Because in that divine flow of spirit is that oneness, is that connection with loving with each of you. And that to me, I have found is one of my most powerful motivators. Because when I am not in that loving flow and connection with each of you, I find myself moving into a place of pain. And I feel that. And in that pain, it does motivate me. So there's the blessing in the pain because I don't want to be in the pain. I don't like being in that. So I try to do what I can to get out of it. And I know what to do, thank God, to get out of that. And that's always to focus back into the loving, back into spirit. And there it is. All of a sudden, the pain just melts. It just drops away. Sure, I can still be aware of the process and what's going on in myself, and even in myself and the connection with others. But then it doesn't matter so much because I'm back in the flow of loving, because I've moved into acceptance and have let go of any judgments on myself. To let it be okay when I experience the separation even, to let it be okay that I've even judged myself. In the past, I used to call it the double negative, where I would judge myself for judging myself, you know, that type of thing is like the double negative. It's not like multiplication when you neg- multiply negative by negative and you get a positive. <laughs> this doesn't work that way. <laughs> it just compounds the problem. 
What I found as I have moved into more and more acceptance of that process, that all of a sudden the judgment just drops away, like I was just saying. It just melts. And then I find myself once again in that flow, back here at the seat of the soul, just open to that greater oneness, that loving. And life just continues to unfold in a much easier, smoother fashion when I find myself doing it that way. It's funny because part of what I'm attempting to do today is to get back into some more of my own personal sharing of experience in a way and not in the way of, in a sense, presenting or teaching. And so right now I'm even in this process of looking how to do that. Because I've learned over the years that anything we do repetitively, we get used to doing a certain way. And at times we find it hard to make a change or a shift in that. And now that I've been doing this for a number of years, I've kind of gotten used to a certain way of sharing. And so today, I'm trying to mix it up a little bit even for myself to bring it back to some more personal experience. But not only my own personal experience, because it's very interesting at this stage in the journey in how I'm sharing now as one presenting this path to sun and light. It has a lot more to do now with each of your journeys. And that's a very different experience than just my own. And so it's been a wonderful learning over these years of how to be in that oneness with myself, but also with you. That greater connection. To know how to live into that, to know how to share, how to express, how to communicate how to walk with you in your journey of coming into that same oneness, both through the personal, individual expression, as well as that spiritual through the inner realms and into the realms of spirit. It's an interesting dynamic because this pathway is always about the inner journey from the seat of the soul into the heart of God. But then this other part of the journey out here in this world as we move about and how to live that so that we stay centered inside to continue the inner journey. Because I know most of us, we just think of this journey as the meditation, going inside and going up. And then there's always the questions, well, how do I live the loving in this down and out process in the world? And often we turn to modes of expression that we often find in creative endeavors such as writing or artwork or dance or music or poetry and all these different creative expressions into the world that we often find ourselves in that flow of loving. So then we often think, oh, it's as I do this creative expression in the world, that's my meditation because I experience that flow of loving, therefore this must be the thing that's helping me to wake up to spirit. And there's a little bit of truth in there. Because if we can creatively express ourselves in such a way in the world that we get in touch with that flow of loving, that is supporting us 
to open the doors in our consciousness to become more awake and aware to what that loving is. The only problem is that that's a down and out expression. Sure, it's a movement of loving, but it's down and out into the world. And in this path of awakening, is truly one of in and up. So sometimes we find ourselves in this tug and pull of down and out and in and up, down and out, in and up. Because many of us, when we shut our eyes, go inside to meditation on an inner and upwards pathway, we often start to fall asleep. It's just dark. Not much is going on. So we think, well, maybe this isn't working or maybe I'm doing something wrong or whatever. And so we begin to find ways to have more experience of that down and out because when we're doing here, all of a sudden things are moving. That's because of all the years we've been living our lives. There's always been that expression of the Spirit into the world. And we're so habitualized to that, so used to that that we often find it challenging, even for years and years, to really understand, to really experience, to really know that inwards and upwards flow of the soul as it moves towards God rather than away from God. So these are important to pay attention to, that we don't mislead ourselves as well thinking that if we do some things that that's really leading us to our spiritual awakening. I mean, I remember one person saying with me, well, when I go fly fishing, that's my meditation because they get in the peaceful place and there's a focus. So does this make sense in a simple outer expression? I go, well, that's nice. It does give one a focus to come to that place of peace inside. But there's still that outer focus. So we've got to find a way to be able to go that outer focus and come to that place of peace inside and now turn it upwards and ride that flow back up rather than down and out. But each of us has to find how that works within ourselves and how we can work that by experimenting, by trying out different things. But a big key, and for those of you who've been initiated, I would say if it becomes rote, take a little bit of time and to give once more a direct focus to that name as you chant it inside in meditation. It's funny because a couple of years ago, I just got, you know, just like anything, we get used to, like, okay, I go inside, I start chanting that focus. And then I realize, my gosh, I've been doing this so many years, it's just automatic. This is doing it. And I still have the nice experience, it, it works for me and all, but I go, you know what? Let me just really focus on the name itself. And I remember when I made that choice to do that one morning in meditation, 
I just focused on that name, chanting it slowly, word by word. And my God, the power of the name, that frequency of loving that is so strong. It's amazing how strong and intense that can be. But in that name, when you receive it at initiation, there is that true connection where the Holy Spirit comes present and anchors its frequency in those words, in that name you've been given to meditate upon. So even meditating upon the name, not using the names to go to God, but meditating upon the name itself will begin to awaken the soul. Because in those names is that frequency of God's loving. And that's the amazing thing. That frequency is in there. And if you really focus on those names at the seat of the soul, you will become aware of that presence of God right in the name, right here at the seat of the soul. And you'll begin to discover that power that does set you free, that does awaken you, that does stir you, where that light and the sound truly come present and you know where you really know that. Try that. If you've been on automatic like I have, let go of the automatic and be present and meditate upon the name because in that name is that essence of God And as you awaken to that essence in the name, you will awaken to God. That's the amazing thing. And I also say this because I know we hear from time to time from many of you out there that These names don't mean anything to me. I don't know if they're working or not. So there is also that process by which we need to give the focus to work the name. And that's up to each of us to actually work that name because that name does work with us. And believe me, that name will work us as we work it. That is where we and God become one. That is where we do our part and God does God's part. And simply chanting that name inside. That's all the magic. And right in that is where the miracles unfold. But the greatest miracle is the soul awakening to the divine and knowing the greater truth of that. And the other wonderful thing of that is automatically, as we awaken and know that truth and live that more fully in ourselves, all those things we're wanting to be free of, we're wanting to love, we're wanting to accept, we're wanting to forgive, that starts to unfold because of that power that is in that name that we meditate upon. And then as we practice the loving, the acceptance, and the forgiveness. 
then that power that is God's loving in that name can now begin to permeate through our consciousness to set us free. See, many of us will go in and take the LAF, loving, acceptance, forgiveness, and try to apply it. But guess what? If we're not already in that place of loving, we may find doing the inner work of LAF flat. Maybe it doesn't seem like it's working. It is often because we have not brought ourselves first into that state of loving. That phrase, let go, let God, we often try to do the letting go to get to God. And I know many of you have heard me in here say, let God let go. Because it's God first. As we go to God first and live the loving, then the letting go takes place because the loving will automatically release all the attachments, the hindrances, the entanglements in which we've become caught up in and trapped. So if you work with the LAF, or you do like the forgiveness meditation, that's interesting actually. On our ILM Toolbox CD, there's that forgiveness meditation in there. I love that one. It's one of my favorite. And it's very interesting as Jim guides us on that meditation. He actually starts with loving, to go into the loving first, and then he goes into the forgiveness process. And then after the forgiveness, he takes us back into the loving. Isn't that interesting? So to God first, then into the forgiveness, and in the forgiveness, we automatically move back into God. You see, there is this part of the journey and why we often talk about loving acceptance and forgiveness and how we hear Jim over and over say, taking responsibility for our thoughts, our feelings, our actions, and our reactions. is because there is a part for us to do. I know many of us go, well, why can't I just meditate and then it's all handled? Well, it is all handled in the meditation. But then that which is handled in the meditation, we also have to do our part of living the loving through our lives, through the mind, the emotions, the imagination, and body. And the LAF are the tools by which we can begin to live that loving that we wake up to in the meditation. Is that making sense? Spirit is a simple journey. God first and God only. But we, in this physical consciousness, always think we've got to get rid of everything that stands between us and God. And then we'll go to God. But God's always present, right here, right now. So we can be living God in the moment, and then God walks with us through that journey of experience. And isn't it funny we even look at it, this forgiveness or getting rid of or releasing, learning the lessons. Okay, Lord, God, can I just be done with this karma already? And God is going, well, you already are. All you're doing is living the loving and you're simply having the experience of walking through these worlds of the mind, the emotions, and the body. That's all. 
But we think, oh my God, I get to get rid of all these things so I can be awake to God. But God's going, well, you're already awake with me. You're just on this journey. So why spend so much time trying to improve our lives, make everything better by getting rid of all the things that we don't like, we think are wrong, that are problems, trying to fix ourselves, trying to fix others, trying to correct all the problems in the world. Because we get what we focus on. When we're looking at all the stuff in the world, that's where we're going to be caught up in. But if we're looking inside the Spirit, that's what we're going to be caught up in. You just want to keep getting caught up in it more and more. And as you do that, then you're going to be less caught up in all the other things. So that'll be less and less. And then all of a sudden you begin to discover, well, I'm not on a journey of trying to get rid of things to clear my karma. I'm on a journey of loving. And by living in the loving, all this experience in the world is fulfilled. And then it really is a journey, not a battle. It's an adventure, not a struggle. And that's really the greater truth of what the soul is doing here. But everybody out there would rather have us believe otherwise. I need to do good. Do good. I need to be perfect. I have to be worthy. How do I become innocent rather than born of sin? I've got to clear my conscience of all this guilt and shame. It's just so amazing how easy it is to get caught up in all those processes and how challenging it seems to be to get caught up in simply being. If you can really realize that it does not matter how caught up you think you are, how long this process is going to take, whether you've got to come back another lifetime or not, I'm sure that stirred a few people. When you can really let that all be okay and not worry about it, that's when you'll begin to know the greater freedom. And in that greater freedom, you'll begin to know the greater truth, the Spirit. Because it is only in the freedom that we really know the greater truth, the Spirit. This, this path is easy. It's easy. Whenever you're not experiencing the freedom, just know there's a part of you focused into all the other stuff. When you're in a reaction, you're just focused into the other stuff. 
The easiest way to get out of reaction is just to focus back into the loving. We think we need the answer to solve it. Well, guess what happens when you focus back into loving? Well, first of all, the loving is the solution. And in that solution of loving, well, then we're going to also see the reflection of that in the world. And so as we live the spirit of loving, the reflection in the world will also lead us through all the situations that seems challenging, disturbing, upsetting, all the things we think we need to set ourselves free of. I'm saying the same thing in a few different ways. I hope you're getting the idea in all of this. And hopefully even more than the idea that even in the sharing that it begins to stir that inner knowing awake within you or just by sharing about it, it just reminds you of what you already know through your own experience. And keep moving forward. That's a key in this journey, is to keep moving forward even when it seems like you're stuck and you can't move forward anymore. Whether you're too scared, whether you think somebody is blocking you from doing that, no matter what it is, to keep moving forward anyway, because it is often in that movement is where you move out of the stickiness, out of the feelings of being held back. Just to take a step. But that main step is always to go within, to meditate upon that sacred name and to live the loving of that name through your life experience. And it's just amazing, over and over and over, as you already know or discover that as you live more of that name and live that loving, that you will see that even the things in your physical life begin to resolve and sort out for themselves. Things become clear. And isn't it funny when you realize that? You go, oh my God, look at how simple it is when I just keep living the loving. Yeah, maybe it's not the way I thought it would look, yeah, maybe it's not the timing in which I thought it would unfold. But yet, when it happens, we go, oh my God, it's perfect. It's wonderful. And then a day later, we turn around and say, oh my God, what's this, Lord? How can I fix this? I've got another problem. What do I do here? And then we go inside, praying for God to take it away, praying for this, give me the answer looking for the information, looking for the cure. Literally, the very next day, 